Hello, and welcome to the Parents as Learning Coaches edition of the Steve Barkley Ponders Out Loud podcast. Parents and caregivers play many different roles, and even sometimes conflicting roles, as they support children's development. The pandemic has shown a light on the importance of parents supporting learners. In this podcast, I'll share my experiences as a teacher, educator, parent, grandparent, and continuous learner that can support your coaching efforts. Learning to learn from mistakes. From oops to aha, Portraits of Learning from Mistakes in Kindergarten is the title of a book that was written by our podcast guest today, Dr. Malika Donaldson. She's an experienced kindergarten teacher and an assistant professor of education and child study at Smith College. Welcome, Malika. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here today. I got to say, I love the title, Oops to Aha. <laughs> so would you start by discussing the role of uh, of making mistakes when learning? Honestly, I would say I think mistakes are at the heart of learning. And there's really a lot of research behind this over many decades. If we as learners and if children as learners are not given that opportunity to try something new, not get it quite right, get some feedback, I think that cycle is really where the magic happens. And so in my experience as a kindergarten teacher, in my experience teaching college students and graduate students over the years, I'm trying to introduce new ideas, new skills, and I and I expect that the first time that someone's doing something, it's not going to be perfect. Otherwise, why am I here? You could just do it by yourself. And so I think that mistakes are just really central and having that relationship between teachers and students, a conversation, emotional safety, and being able to face those mistakes, discuss those mistakes. I think that's really, really critical. I have a thought in my mind that kids initially are wired to learn from mistakes and easily learn from mistakes, and somehow we get moved away from it. Is that making any sense? It does make sense. I mean, an infant, when they're first born, is immediately learning. They're learning about how, if I do this action, I see this other thing happen. That when I when I smell things, when I hear things, that means that this other thing is coming. So there's this sense of, um, we're having this sensory experience, even as infants and young children, learning how to walk. I mean, learning how to walk is just tons of mistakes that's built in. I mean, you, you, the ch- you know, that for most children, for most typically developing children, you're just going to go through this process and you get there. I think that what happens is children get older, they're immersed in context, whether that's home, peers, their neighborhood, faith communities, extended family, and there are norms, there are ideas kind of being said out loud and being reinforced with based on how the environment operates, the rules and how people engage with each other. And so even before they get to kindergarten, kids have a lot of ideas about mistakes based on their first school, their homes, their families. And so, yeah, I think I think you might be right that there are some pieces that are hardwired and there's been some studies that kind of identify places in the brain that when we make that mistake, 
there's um, the anterior cingulate cortex. We kind of have this recognition system in our brain that can be measured, but that doesn't necessarily speak to the social and emotional aspects of it um, entirely. So m mistakes provide feedback. Like mistakes provide that. feedback. So is there a, a, a process of, of learning that causes me to approach a mistake as feedback and, and be able to uh, be able to use it, be able to use well, the information I gathered? Yes. And I want to, and I actually want to clarify because, you know, if I'm, if I'm here by myself trying a new skill alone and I have no way of giving myself feedback or getting feedback from someone else, I might not be able to learn from my mistake. We have to have some way of figuring out that we've made that mistake and like, what should it be going forward? So I just want to clarify that. I think that this whole idea, you know, learning to use the mistake as feedback to me is about the context and the social context that we're embedded in. When you make mistakes, do you hide them? Do you squirrel them away? Do you get bad responses when you make mistakes? Do people invite mistakes? Do others make mistakes all the time and it's fine? You know, like that nuanced kind of um, social environment that we're embedded in, we're constantly reading cues. As adults are reading cues, children are reading cues. We're trying to figure out what's okay, what's not okay. And so when we think about like learning to use mistakes as feedback, that's what, what you're saying is making me think of is that, is it okay to do that here? Or am I supposed to be perfect here? And so we all have our like antenna up, like what is okay here, what is not? Um, and I think that if we can make the spaces feel safe, then it's going to allow us to learn from mistakes to a greater degree because we can take down the um, fight or flight, the kind of fear of like, oh, if I make a mistake, I'm in trouble. And instead it's like, oh, you might be disappointed. You might be kind of like, oh, darn, I did it again. But it's not like, oh no, you know, I'm scared. I'm, I'm, I can't move forward. I'm going to stop, which a lot of children get really nervous and anxious about mistakes and adults. So what's our parenting role? So I think as parents, we can kind of try to be aware. And I say this as a fellow parent, be aware of what kind of messages and norms am I giving? And also that's going to require some introspection, like what was my experience with mistakes and what are, what were my expectations as a learner when I was a child? And then what expectations do I have for my child? And thinking about the level of pressure that we apply and the trade-offs and, and what it gives us and what it, what it takes away. Sometimes applying more pressure does result in a higher output or more success, but then there may be less motivation, there may be less interest, there may be negative emotions associated with something if we're applying too much pressure. An example I'm thinking of, I'm remembering years ago, I had a, a little guy who phonetically spelled the word alligator in a writing, uh, in a writing project. And I was over the moon because at that age in kindergarten, it's invented spelling. All of the sounds were exactly right. And I was so excited. And we were cheering. But then when the parents saw it, they said, well, that's not how you spell that. And I said, no, <laughs> no, that is how you spell that when you are learning phonics or you are breaking words down into their, their sounds. That is actually right. 
But the kid was like discouraged, like, oh, it was wrong. And I felt like as the teacher in that moment, it's not the time for me to say, no, that's not how you spell it. There was the time to celebrate that you applied the skills I've given you to this point and you did it right. Later, if you keep writing alligator over and over again, then eventually I'm going to say, you know what? I think you, I think I can tell you now there's actually a way we usually spell it. It's spelled like this. You could start practicing that. I'm glad to like write it on a card for you if you want to reference it. And then it's to make that transition, but there's kindergarten spelling and then there's grown up spelling and they don't have to be the same, but it was hard for that parent. That's like, I want my kids to have things be right. Um, and so if we can be aware of like, how do our children potentially respond to things like that? I think that's important. So what's going through my head is I might make a mistake as a parent when my child makes a mistake. <laughs> right. Yes. And and some would even argue, especially with younger kids, like, what is a mistake? Like, how is it a mistake yeah. if, if, you, if, if you've never been taught this thing and you don't know it and then you don't do it right? How could you have done it right? So, yeah, I think some reflection and I just think having an ongoing conversation with ourselves as parents of just being reflective, like, did I do that right? How might that be received? Is there a way I could frame that that would help support my child better? Are there times where I do need to be more firm or like this thing really matters? I do want you to, you know, be more precise. But I think it always ends up going back to the motivation. And I'm also guessing that when when you're saying reflection, it, it's part of what feedback are you getting from your child? Mm -hmm. Like when I do this thing, what happens? How do they <laughs> how do they respond? And I think a lot of parents have a sense of that. We and, yeah. and it's a moving target. <laughs> you bet. It's always changing. I have a teenager now, and it's very different than when you know my child was two or five or ten. It's always evolving, and so we as parents have to evolve with them and kind of pay attention when they are having, you know, those, those certain responses and think about why that might be happening. Are there ways we can have conversations with them to better understand what they think? Sometimes they don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> so I'm wondering if there's a, uh, a, a way to, as, as, as we close out here, I, I wonder if there's a way to take your title from uh, oops to aha and uh, actually have a conversation with with kids about what that means. What does what does the title from Oops to Aha mean? Right. I mean, if we are going to have a conversation where we say, what does that mean? That's acknowledging that oopses are going to happen. And, and the idea of an aha, that moment of like, oh, you know, realization is something we want. That's linked to curiosity, awe, engagement, motivation. It's exciting. Um, and so that's why for the book, I chose this. I think that the thing really in the book I'm trying to convey is that context. So in the, in the book, it's focused on school context, just looking at how a range of different factors in different schools the amount of resources, how many grown-ups are in the room, the number of students, you know, all these things, the philosophy of education can lead to drastically different um, responses to mistakes and a different pathway from oops to aha for different children. And so I do hope that parents, when I was writing and I was thinking of parents actually quite a lot, that 
if your child's entering kindergarten, you may not really know the difference between different schools. And so this is an opportunity to see both what is life like in an early childhood classroom at a very granular level and, oh, wow, like that's how mistakes are framed here versus there. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm uh, wondering if you'd uh, share with uh, with uh, parents listening in here how they might uh, send you some follow-up questions. Sure. My website is malikadonaldson.com and there's a contact form there. Feel free to reach out. Well, Malika, I, uh, I, I appreciate your, uh, your energy and uh, your uh, encouragement that, uh, that you've shared with me. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. You bet. Thanks for listening in, folks. I'd love to hear what you're pondering. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Barkley or send me your questions and find my videos and blogs at barkleypd.com.